Hola, ¿cómo estás? Espero que todo esté bien contigo. This is Tamara Marie, host of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. I wanted to ask you a quick question before we get started with this episode. Do you have trouble hearing and understanding native Spanish speakers? Whether you've been learning Spanish for two weeks or two years, it can be a struggle to really understand the fast pace of Spanish spoken by native speakers. So if that's you, don't worry, I got you. I have developed a method that will help you understand 80% of spoken Spanish in less than 30 minutes. This method will help you improve your ability to hear and understand native Spanish speakers so you can increase your listening comprehension and shed your fear of being afraid to start a conversation. You know, a lot of times we don't want to talk to someone in Spanish because we're afraid that when they talk back, we're not going to understand what they say. So we really need to get after that fear by improving our Spanish listening skills. So if this is something that you're interested in, I'd love to share it with you. Um, providing access to this masterclass absolutely free so that you can learn how to improve your Spanish listening skills. If you want to sign up, just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash listen. That's SpanishConSalsa.com slash listen. Now, we're only going to have this masterclass available for a limited time, so make sure you sign up today if you want to get access, SpanishConSalsa.com slash listen. Okay, let's get to this episode of the podcast. Bienvenidos! Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 166. Welcome to episode 166 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. As you know, it is Women's History Month here in the U.S., and International Women's Day also is this month. And in honor of that, we are continuing to feature songs from some of the amazing female artists from throughout Latin America. Last week, we explored merengue music, which is a genre from Dominican Republic, with a song by Millie Casada. This week, we're continuing that tradition, but we're going to move from the Dominican Republic to the country of Colombia. So as you know, even though this is Learn Spanish con Salsa, I do like to explore different genres of music in Latin America on the podcast, and this week is no exception. So we're going to take a look at the song La Bicicleta, which is by Shakira, and it's actually a compilation she did with another Colombian artist, Carlos Vives. Now this song actually came out back in 2017, 2017, and actually did win a Latin Grammy Award. So it was a very popular song and it also was a listener request. So keep in mind, if you have a song you'd like to hear us break down on the podcast, make sure you send us a message at Learn Spanish Con Salsa on Instagram, or if you're in our Facebook group, uh, you can go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash Facebook to join our community, and you can also post your suggestions there. But the song that we are going to be breaking down in this week's episode is called La Bicicleta which is The Bicycle. So very uh, simple song. And if you've ever seen the video for the song, it's actually uh, Shakira and Carlos Vives. They're actually in Barranquilla, 
which is a city on the coast of Colombia, on the Caribbean coast. And that's kind of the you know theme of the song is they're riding this bike throughout this area, beach town. Um, very fun video. Definitely suggest you check it out. And as always, if you want to listen to the song and watch the music video, go to the show notes page for this episode, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 166, and you can listen to the song. Now, in this episode, we're going to explore some common Spanish expressions that are used in the song La Bicicleta, and you'll also learn how to refer to things that have been happening for a while or something that happened in the past. So we'll get into some phrases that you can actually use in conversation. We're also going to talk about some ways that you can express things that you will not do. So we're going to talk a lot about negation because it's used in the song lyrics. So instead of saying, you know, I will do something or expressing it in the affirmative, we're going to talk about the different ways in Spanish that you can actually um, express the opposite. And another thing that we're going to get into in the song is how to use the prefix that in English is actually un or un, like uh, to undo something, for example. There's actually a different prefix in Spanish. We're going to explore that as well so you can start to see the pattern so that if you hear it, in other words, even if you've never heard the word before and you don't know what it means, once you know this prefix, then you'll definitely be able to understand a lot more words and it'll automatically expand your vocabulary because every time you hear it, if you know the word that comes after it, you'll understand what that word means. Okay, so let's get into it. I'm going to start with a breakdown of the lyrics. Um, and first, I want to also explain the genre of this song. So uh, it's also mentioned in the lyrics. It's actually a genre from Colombia called Bayanato. And Bayanato, it has a distinct sound. It uses the accordion. Uh, but it's also a bit of a mix because when you get to the chorus, which is probably what the song is most popular for, and when you hear it, uh, you'll see why. The, the chorus actually brings in a beat that's more like reggaeton. So this song, even though it says it's a vallenato, there's definitely elements of reggaeton in there as well. So it's sort of like a mix. And Carlos Vives is actually pretty popular for that as an artist of mixing different genres of music. And this song is no exception. But we're focusing on Shakira here for Women's History Month. So let's get into the lyrics of the song, La Bicicleta. So the song actually starts out the first verse with Carlos Vives saying, Nada voy a hacer. Rebuscando en las heridas del pasado. Nada voy a hacer. Rebuscando en las heridas del pasado. So that means uh, this nada is means nothing, right? So nada voy a hacer kind of sounds like it doesn't make sense because first he says nothing, then he says I will do. So this is the first example in the song where we're using negation. He's saying I'm not going to do anything, or you know. It's something I'm not going to do, even though it says never I will do. <laughs> if you translate it literally, in English, you'd probably say I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm not I'm not doing that at all. So nada voy a hacer. And of course, hacer is the verb to do or to make. And then he says rebuscando en las heridas del pasado. Now, this phrase rebuscando en it kind of sounds like the, the verb buscando or buscar, which is to look for. So it's similar to that. So this rebuscando, it actually means, if you if you use the whole phrase rebuscar en, it means something like digging through. So if you think about uh, looking at the past, this is what he's talking about here. He's saying, I'm not going to go digging through las heridas or the wounds del pasado, so he's not going to go digging through, thinking about, combing through 
um, the wounds of the past or past hurts. So that's what he's saying that he is never going to do or is, he will not do. Then he says, no voy a perder. No voy a perder. What she's saying, I will not lose. I will not lose. So this is, again, another way to say that I will not do something. So in English, we actually have an entire word for that, right? We have, instead of, um, I, you know, I will do something, we say, I will not, or we use the contraction won't. But in Spanish, you literally just have to add the word no before the verb. And you're basically saying that I won't do something. So for example, if he was going to say, I'm going to lose, he would say, voy a perder. Of course, perder being to lose and voy a means I am going to. So voy a perder would say, I am going to lose. And no voy a perder is I'm not going to lose or I won't lose. After that, he says, Yo no quiero ser un tipo de otro lado. Yo no quiero ser un tipo de otro lado. Now, this can be a strange phrase if you try to translate it literally, because it sounds like I do not want to be a type of the other side, which is kind of strange. So first thing to explain about this is in Spanish, un tipo is another way to say a guy. So you can say, ah, ese tipo, like that guy. Uh, so he's saying, I don't want to be a guy. De otro lado. Now this de otro lado is also an expression because it literally means from the other side, but you really cannot translate that literally in this song. So de otro lado means more like, I don't want to be a stranger. So instead of, you know, from the other side, it's more of saying, I don't want to be a guy from somewhere else. So de otro lado doesn't just mean the other side, literally, because lado is side. So otro lado other side, that phrase completely otro lado also means somewhere else. Okay. So yo no quiero ser, I do not want to be un tipo de otro lado, a guy from somewhere else or an outsider, a stranger. And also again, another example of negation. So if you say I want something or I want to be, I would say yo quiero ser, but he's saying yo no quiero ser. And notice that the no comes right before the verb, but if you're using yo uh, as the pronoun, which you don't have to, you could just say quiero ser or no quiero ser. But in this song, he's emphasizing, I don't want to be. So he's emphasizing that I, so he's actually using uh, the pronoun yo. So if you say, uh, if you want to negate that, you have to put the no after that pronoun. So it's yo no quiero ser. Yo no quiero ser. And that's how you say, I don't want to be. And again, in English, we'd say, I do not, or I don't. In Spanish, you literally just need to use the word no. So it's much easier in Spanish to express negation than in English. You don't have to learn the contraction. You don't have to add a whole other word. You literally just add the word no, and you've made it the opposite. So super, super easy. Okay, so after this, Shakira responds. And she says, a tu manera, a tu manera, which means in your own way. So manera is way, and not in your own way, like you're getting in your own way, but the way that you do things, right? So like in your own way is like in your way of being or your way of doing things. So in your own way, descomplicado, descomplicado. And this means uncomplicated, descomplicado. Then she says, en una bici, 
que te lleve a todos lados. En una bici que te lleve a todos lados. Now this, en una bici, bici is short for bicicleta. So again, people like to shorten words. This is no exception. So if you hear bici, again, just short for bicicleta. So en una bici, and on a bike, que te lleve, que te lleve, which is that takes you. So this te lleve, the te is you, and the lleve comes from the verb llevar, which is to take or to carry. So in a bike or on a bike that takes you a todos lados, which is a, another phrase that just means everywhere. It's like anywhere you want to go. So it's not literally, it's, it's you know, at all of the sides, but you wouldn't say it like that in English. A todos lados just means uh, like everywhere. Anywhere you want to go, the bike will take you. And then Carlos responds again, un vallenato desesperado. Un vallenato desesperado. So this is just referring to the song. It's, you know, this song is a vallenato. So he's saying un vallenato. It's just like saying una salsa. It's a song, a salsa song, a vallenato song. Un vallenato desesperado. And this desesperado just means unexpected or um, hopeless, right? So let's break this down because this, this des has come up. And this is the prefix I was referring to earlier. We have descomplicado and desesperado. So complicado is complicated. And she's referring to a male here, so it's complicado. If she was referring to herself, she would say complicada. But complicado by itself just means complicated. But when you add des, D-E-S, D-E-S, as the prefix, you're basically saying almost the opposite of this. So it's another negation. So instead of complicated, it's uncomplicated. So complicado, descomplicado, uncomplicated. So esperado, expected or hoped for. And then we have desesperado. So it's unexpected. So this is a good thing to know because anytime you see a word that looks familiar, if you notice that that's the prefix, then you really are just saying the opposite of that word. So another way I've seen this is uh, the word conocido, which comes from the verb conocer. So it means something like to know. So conocido is known. But if I wanted to say unknown, I would say desconocido, desconocido. So anytime you see that prefix in Spanish, just think in English, it's like un, so you're undoing something with that prefix des, and it means the opposite. All right, now we get to the good part of the song, and that's the chorus, or el corro. So this is the part of the song that's super popular. It's probably what you heard on the radio if you've heard the song before. It says, una cartica que yo guardo donde te escribí. Una cartica que yo guardo donde te escribí. So this una cartica, this comes from the word carta, una carta, which is a letter. And in this case, this is the diminutivo, the diminutive form of carta, but it's not cartita, it's cartica. So again, this is another way of using the diminutive. It's used in Colombia. Um, instead of just using the ita or ito for the diminutive, you can also hear ica or ico. And in this song, that's what they're using. So it's una cartica, like a little letter or just a letter, que yo guardo, that I keep. So guardo comes from the verb guardar, which is to save or to keep. So a letter that I keep, donde 
te escribí. And this donde means where. Y te escribí means that I wrote to you or for you. So a letter that I keep where I wrote to you. Que te sueño y que te quiero tanto. Que te sueño y que te quiero tanto. That I dream of you. So te sueño is I dream of you. So that te is you. And sueño is I dream. Y que te quiero tanto. So this te quiero, you should know, means I love you. And tanto is just a way of saying I love you so much. So tanto just means it's a, you know, kind of bigger, bigger quantity, more emphasis on it. Que hace rato está mi corazón. Que hace rato está mi corazón. So that my heart has been beating for you for a while. Uh, okay, so yeah, so this, this whole phrase, que hace rato está mi corazón, really just means that for a while, my heart is, and then the next line, latiendo por ti, and they say it twice, latiendo por ti. So this latiendo comes from the verb latir, which literally means to beat, but not like to beat someone up. <laughs> it's a beating heart. So when you're referring to a heartbeat, you're saying latir. So latiendo, mi corazón está latiendo, is my heart is beating. So, que hace rato está mi corazón latiendo por ti, latiendo por ti. And it repeats again in the chorus, la que yo guardo donde te escribí. La que yo guardo donde te escribí. So again, this is repetition here. They're referring to la cartica from the previous line. So, so this la que is that one, so it's referring to the letter, that I kept where I wrote you, right? where I wrote to you. And then it repeats again, que te sueño y que te quiero tanto, que hace rato está mi corazón latiendo por ti, latiendo por ti. Uh, and then Shakira, and oh, so that's a chorus and they both sing it together. So now it comes back to the next verse and Shakira says, puedo ser feliz, puedo ser feliz, I can be happy, caminando relajada entre la gente, caminando relajada entre la gente. So walking, relaxed among the people. Yo te quiero así. Yo te quiero así. I like you this way. So this word así means like like that, like this, that way. Just one simple word that means that. So I like you this way. Y me gustas porque eres diferente. Y me gustas porque eres diferente. And I like you, so me gustas. So she's, she's talking to him. So she's saying, me, to me, um, are you are likable, right? So this gustas, instead of me gusta, she'd be referring to someone else. But because she's talking to him, she's saying me gustas. So I like you. Porque, because, eres diferente, you are different. And then uh, Carlos Vivas responds again, a mi manera. So before she was saying a tu manera, and now he's saying a mi manera, so in my own way. Despelucado. Despelucado. Now we just talked about this. Des means un. So let's look at the word pelucado. So that's really just a way of saying that your hair is done, right? So when you're doing like this uh, verb pelucar, it's like to comb, to brush, to fix your hair, right? And if you say despelucado, 
basically it's saying that your hair is messy, right? If you know, so he's saying, in my own way, my hair is a mess. In una bici que me lleva a todos lados. So in this bike that will take me everywhere. So again, it's gonna now repeat the chorus again. But you kind of get the idea. He's like riding on a bike, and when you're on a bike, you know, you're not really able to keep your hair together because it's blowing in the wind. You're riding outside. So that's what he's saying, a mi manera despelucado. En una bici que me lleva a todos lados. So that repeats over and over again. And then the chorus repeats, and there's a couple more things in the song. So I'm not gonna be able to get into all of the lyrics, but a lot of this again is the chorus repeating. But what I do want to talk about, because it's used in the chorus, and it's actually an expression you can use in conversation, is this part where they say, que hace rato, que hace rato está mi corazón. Uh, so this hace rato, and this can be a little controversial because a lot of the times the expressions that are used to express time in Spanish can be a bit uh, deceptive, right? So some things mean a little bit of time or a long time, and it could be the exact same phrase. <laughs> Just depends on who you're talking to and what country they're from. And I'm guilty of this too, because in English I say it all the time and my son is always laughing at me. I say, oh, I'll be a minute. And that minute doesn't literally mean a minute, right? A minute kind of means maybe it's a while. Like or I'll say, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I've seen you doesn't mean it's been a short time it usually means it's been a while so kind of think about that in this context with this with this phrase hace rato so hace rato if you're familiar with how to say uh, something happened like two years ago right so I would say hace dos años so two years ago you know something happened or I can say an hour ago which is hace una hora so I can be very specific but this verb um well, this phrase, like you can say hace, and you just use that with the time frame in it. And hace in this context means ago. So two years ago, hace dos años, an hour ago, hace una hora. Or I could say hace mucho tiempo, hace mucho tiempo, which means a long time ago. So these are, this is kind of where this comes from. So hace rato, it's being less specific. It's not giving you a specific time frame. It just means a while. So this rato is like a little while. So when I say hace rato, or you might also hear hace un rato, so hace rato, hace un rato, the same thing. It just means like for a while, for some time, a little while ago, earlier, uh, it really can be used interchangeably in that way. So for example, I could say, vino a verme hace rato, vino a verme hace rato, which means he came to see me a while ago. So vino a verme, so he came to see me, Hace rato. So he came to see me a while ago. It was a little while ago. Uh, and it's also used with the verb estar if you're talking about something that's actually been happening for a while. So instead of just saying it happened a while ago, you're actually saying it's been happening for a while when you use the verb estar, which is the example used in the song when they say, Que hace rato está mi corazón latiendo por ti. So, que hace rato, so for a while, está mi corazón. So, for a while, my heart has been beating for you. Because we're saying this, está. So, really, está latiendo is the action because it's the heart is beating. So, que hace rato está mi corazón latiendo por ti. So, my heart's been beating for you for some time now. So, a few other examples of this, if you wanted to use this in, in another context, you could say... Hace rato que está en el baño. Hace rato que está él en el baño. Which means he's been in the bathroom for a while. Right? Or you can say, hace rato que está en la casa. Or hace rato que está en casa. 
which means she's been home for a while. She's been home for a little while. So again, you can imagine someone's asking, ¿Dónde está él? ¿Dónde está ella? Something like that. You can say, ah, hace rato que está en la casa, hace rato que está en el baño, depende de dónde estén. So wherever the person is, you can kind of use that as a phrase, like it's been a while. They've been here for a while. Or you can use it with uh, with a different verb. It doesn't always have to be, you know, where someone is. You can say, hace rato que están esperando. Hace rato que están esperando, which means they have been waiting for a while. So this están esperando means they are waiting. But if I say, hace rato que están esperando, I'm saying it's been a while. They have been waiting for a while now. So again, it's a little bit of a difference. Hace rato, hace un rato means for a while, but hace rato que está means it's been happening for a while. So it's really something that still is continuing in the present when you're using hace rato que está. So I hope you found that helpful. Um, and again, some of these phrases you actually can use in conversation and also the negation. And as we also talked about that prefix, this, you will now probably hear it every time <laughs> you're listening to something, you'll, you'll notice it. Hopefully it'll stand out to you and you'll automatically know what the word means because it's just un and whatever the verb is that follows. So I hope that this has been helpful as always. I hope that something you heard in this podcast has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. And don't forget to check out the show notes page. You can listen to the song, LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash 166. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.